today is Friday, October the 1st, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Grove Grains. Before I start, I do have a public service announcement. (laughs) Our phone lines are currently uh, down and uh, not working, so if you do need to get a hold of us, uh, give myself a call at 613-880-7458. And let's give a plug out to Bell Canada that says they can't be here until Tuesday. <laughs> yes, great customer service. <laughs> I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody, and happy October. Yes, October. It's hard to believe it is already here. The month of the big harvest, that's, October. That's right. So, soybean... Uh, Lots of combines are rolling today in the fields. Lots of trucks coming in here to the elevator. Soybeans are being dried. They're coming in a little bit wet, but that's okay. Look at where the price is at. You can oh. afford to take them off a little wet this year, I think. And what are people saying about their soybean yields, Dolores? You know what? I think this is probably one of the better years for the soybean yield. Much better than expected. We're seeing a little bit of sclerotine in it, but uh, not really that much. So. And how many years do you get the yield and the price? Oh, this is great. That's why I started off saying happy October, the big harvest month, because we're having a big harvest, strong soybean yields. The silage yields have been great. They're up in the farm. They're taking off cob corn meal. The yields are much better than previous years. Absolutely. We're we're looking at good, good, strong yields and lots of things are going to get combined in October. That's why it's the big harvest month. We're going to be done early this year. Oh, don't say that. There's rain coming. <laughs> ah, just a little bit of rain. So, so yeah. what happened in the markets this week? We had a, a stocks ending report that uh, came out, and lots, yeah. lots of things went on. Let's talk a little bit about the prices. Uh, corn ended up four dollars. Soybeans down sixteen dollars this week. Ooh. Spring wheat was up about five, and the winter wheat's up like $13 for this year, $9 for next year. Corn's up $14 for next year. You know, strong, strong prices. So just when I looked at the one week, I thought, well, let's see what happened over two weeks. This year's corn's up $9. Next year's 2022 harvest is up $21 over two weeks. Soybeans, last week they were up 14. This week down 16, so they end up negative. Pretty much even for next uh, next year. But spring wheat's up uh, like $10, $11 for this year, next year. And winter wheat up $26 for this year and $23 for next year. That sounds to me like it might be uh, time to to maybe look at your marketing plan again for next year. And, and maybe, if not book anything in, put some targets in. What oh, do you think, Jeff? Oh, definitely both here. We talked last week, Edward and myself, about uh, winter wheat being over $300. A great price to start. Congratulate those people that did get started this week, but now, you know, we're nearing $320. It's really the time to get going. And I actually have a customer that put a 320 target order in. I Hopefully that will get hit on Monday. So, so let's talk nice. about what affected prices. Well, we might as well start with that USDA stocks report came out on Thursday. So they come up with uh, more corn and soybean stocks in the U.S. Uh, we you know, previously they were projecting everything to be really tight at the marketing year end, but they didn't export as much as they had projected, and domestic usage decreased also. So, so what what's causing that, Jeff? What's causing the decrease in domestic use? 
and the decrease in the export. High prices cure high prices and high prices are known to destroy demand or decrease demand. And they and that's really what's happening out there. They're soybeans and corn just getting too pricey for 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 some of the market that they were previously going into. So also in this report, they uh, it was very supportive for wheat. Remember we talked about wheat being up over $20, uh, winter wheat over two weeks. So they had uh, lower yields this year in the U.S. than they were projecting for winter wheat and spring, especially spring wheat. And also, so with the lower yields, they ended up with less stocks. They had less uh, harvested acres in spring wheat. So this has really supported the, the wheat market. So prices have rallied over the last two weeks, you know, part in anticipation of this report and also what that report said. So it's uh, full steam ahead in the wheat market. So so you said there that uh, high prices cure high prices, and that's uh, one of the reasons that the uh, stocks report came out the way it did. So do you think we're going to see prices start heading south? Well, it kind of ties me in the basis levels are much tied to the same thing but let's say in the in the wheat in the winter wheat side so in this area a lot of winter wheat goes into the feed market mm-hmm. if you look at uh, spot winter wheat at near 320 dollars and uh, harvest corn here at just over 270 when that corn is available they're going to quit using winter wheat in the feed market very much so we're going to less demand on the winter wheat might not affect Chicago, but it will affect bases. So that was one of the things I had down here, how local bases levels, they are remaining strong right now. Mm-hmm. But as that corn harvest gets going, we could see corn bases levels coming down because of the strong yields that are projected out there, mm-hmm. what we've seen so far. And so if corn bases levels come down because of overabundance of supply, that's going to pull down feed wheat prices. So that means basis levels are come should probably come down on that. And even when we're talking about wheat right now, I talked to a, a buyer, a buyer or broker in the Quebec side, and he said like the wheat pipeline is full. If you didn't have that sale made now, it's hold on to it until later on. And we had a pretty tremendous wheat harvest here in eastern Ontario. I think one that we haven't seen anything like it in a long time. Oh, a long time. Imagine that we had a strong wheat yield looking at above average soybean yields and definitely above what everybody was projecting. And it looks like a real good corn yield coming too. And prices again are strong. Oh yeah. my God, what a boom time right now. It is. So it's like pressure could be on bases. Uh, could easily see bases fall over the next month. For sure. Six weeks, two months. Uh, and that's unfortunately just probably what's going to happen. So also when we're looking at what affected prices on the global side this week is an energy crisis. I know Dolores, you're too young to remember any real energy crisis, and uh, I really don't even remember it back in the early '70s, gas lines or anything like that. I've more read about it. Yes, it didn't really concern me as a as a young lad then, but. Uh, now we're having a really we're having an energy crisis around the world. It's and it's just hard for me to imagine this is happening. So is this a new thing, Jeff, or is this something that's that's just popping up? 
Or is it kind of one of those snowball effects where it started small and now it's kind of racing down the hill? Well, I think it's probably that one, the snowball effect, because uh, when we talk about this energy crisis, it's it's different things in different parts of the world. In China, they're short on electricity. So they make lots of electricity out of coal. Mm-hmm. I don't know, are they short on coal right now? Like it seems to be, they must be. So they're short on electricity, so they've been closing down or idling, maybe not closing down, idling some manufacturing plants. And this has included some soybean crushing plants. And Is that why maybe our exports were up up to the same level as we expected last year? That's definitely a possibility in there. And they're, it's funny this week when I read about they've idling some soybean crushing plants. So they're not going to have as much soybean meal available for their hog feed, but they said, oh, the demand is down in hog feed because of lower prices for hogs in China. But all those hogs still have to eat. They still need protein. So it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But anyhow, the bottom line is they're just not crushing as much beans as was expected. Would would it maybe be similar to our our beef uh, problem here out in the West where the West really didn't get the hay they needed that... So now their uh, stockers are saturated in the market. They're trying to get rid of, of their stalker cattle. It, could something like that be happening with the hogs in China? Oh, definitely. And like and they have so many hogs in China and stuff. Yes, they do. So when we get back to the energy crisis, so China's short on electricity because they're just not producing enough electricity. England is short on gasoline deliveries. Like, that one makes no sense to me. They supposedly don't have enough truck drivers to deliver gas to different parts of the of England to to get it to the gas stations. They say so is it an employment crisis or a gas well, crisis? Yeah, they say they're, uh, <laughs> the production side of gasoline is okay, but it's the delivery side there. Interesting. Uh, Europe's short on natural gas going into the winter here. Supplies, confirmed supplies of natural gas for for Europe. Hmm. across the community so it that one even seems strange where russia is supposed to have tons of it well maybe that's why they're trying to build that new pipeline from russia and stuff maybe and even here in north america they're talking about possible shortage of propane and natural gas this fall and early winter so we could see some real large price spikes in propane and there's a lot of corn dryers out there that run on propane. We run on natural gas here, but it, like we could see some price hikes in natural gas. I was going to say, if the propane's high, then you can expect that maybe the alternatives will spike up too. Oh, like, it's it's weird because it seems like since COVID, things have been spiking first the wood and then the steel, and then it just keeps going down the line, doesn't it? Oh, it's it is scary these COVID times. It will be nice if. Whenever this is that we could say post COVID, but we still are in these COVID times. So, like, sure are. These, yeah. so these energy issues around the world, you know, so we talked about in China, it's affecting soybeans and didn't really say much in England, but Europe, if they're short on natural gas, that could affect, you know, lots of things in their economy Absolutely. also. Yeah. And in North America, we're short on natural gas and propane. You know, does some corn get left out over the winter? Does it not get dried? It just makes everything more expensive. I actually had a customer today ask if we would be putting up our drying, corn drying rates this fall. Because this customer really thinks prices are going to go up. And I was like, uh, not right now, but, 
you know, everything is subject to change if... It sure is. If, we hope not. <laughs> yeah, we definitely hope not. So we've talked about like how basis levels can change, the energy crisis, how it can affect demand. It sounds like there's a lot demand. of volatility out there. And again, I feel like we've used this, year, this term so many times this year, but not just in the grain market, with everything in the market and all the things that are intertwined. It's just... Everything's oh, so volatile right now. There's so many things intertwined that brings the volatility. And what helps to get around volatility in our commodity prices? Well, I think we've already touched on that. And that, that would be setting in some good prices or, or setting some target orders. or Target orders are great things. We had some hit this week. we got other ones that hopefully soon will be hit. And uh, target orders, we know we all... No, they work. They take the emotion out of when to sell. They sure do. That's the best part about target orders. You know you want more money than where the market is, but you know exactly how much more you want when you set a target order. Yeah. So anyhow, that's all I really have to say this week. There's lots of volatility, lots of things affecting the markets. Markets are remaining strong. Harvest is going good. Strong yields. God, it's all positive. Uh, this little bit of rain event's coming. Uh, we'll just, that's a little quiet. Uh, that's a small little negative thing. But we'll get over that and we'll be back harvesting in no time. Absolutely. So, so speaking about the rain, we are, uh, we will be closed this weekend if it is raining. But uh, if you need, uh, if you need to be dumped, then give us a call. Not at our office phone, but at my cell phone, 613-880-7458. And we'll be happy to, to be here to, to dump you. So thanks for now, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great weekend. Bye.